Welcome to Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft, podcast hosted by me, Lilith Amberly. If you're exploring witchcraft for something beyond the aesthetic, if some social media platforms make you cringe and say, that's not me, if you're looking to build a practice that enhances your life, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Well, hey there, my friend. Welcome to episode 25 of Not Your Daughter's Witchcraft. I'm so happy to be here with you today. I hope that everyone had a blessed Samhain and is experiencing all that this season has to offer. I have a few witchy service announcements to make, and then I'm talking about Scorpio and our upcoming new moon. I had a few other topics in mind for this episode, but I was having a conversation with someone about when the ne next new moon is, and I didn't know the day, so I looked it up. So as soon as the words new moon on Monday came out of my mouth, I knew that that was going to be a topic for today. And if you're a witch of a certain age, you get it. Before I get to all of that, I want to share a fun experience that I had this Halloween. So I volunteer in the summer at a local state park and they were looking for volunteers and ideas for their very first trunk or treat. So I volunteered to do tarot readings and the park manager loved the idea. I set up a table not really knowing what to expect. I had a lot of treats like candy and crayons and tarot coloring sheets for the kids and I also had some treats for the moms too, which was a big hit. I had a sign on the table that read tarot readings, but I didn't verbally offer them to anyone. So, you know, as the kids came up, I wasn't saying, hey, you know, would you like to draw a card? Most kids came and took their treats and they left. I only had one parent who kind of just shuffled their kid by my table and would not allow them to stop. And it was clear that they were not allowing them to stop. But most people were really pretty good. About 30 minutes into Trunk or Treat, I finally had a parent ask if I was doing tarot readings or was the sign for show. Her daughter was standing close by and I would say she was maybe about 10 or 11 and she looked eager, you know, she wanted to participate. So I said, yes, I'm doing one card readings and I could tell that they were good with it. So I asked the girl, would she like to pull a card? And that really opened the gates for a lot of other people. I started each reading by very briefly explaining what tarot is used for and what it isn't used for. I had a couple very friends, I'm sorry, kid friendly decks and let them choose which one they wanted to use. And then we talked about whatever card they pulled. We talked about the message in that card and it could have been anything from, you know, saving money to sharing with others, starting and finishing school projects. The kids were really interested and they took it very seriously. It was really a lot of fun. Again, I didn't offer a reading all evening unless someone asked. And I didn't do any readings without an adult's permission. And I think by that approach, it really went off without a hitch. Here's what else happened. I had just as many adults ask if they could draw a card. So I brought a Rider Waite Smith based deck with me in case this happened. And it happened a lot. So I started that off the same way, you know, kind of explaining what tarot is, what it isn't. And I made it a point to talk about the death card and what it means and what it does not before they pulled a card. So all in all, it was a great evening. One of the biggest surprises was as I was cleaning up, I turned around and I had all of the park rangers at my table asking for a reading. So overall, like this was really a positive experience, especially given the fact that we live in a fairly conservative area. So just wanted to share that with you. Next, my witchy service announcements. I spent some time last week 
revising my general website so that you can access my shop, our community, and all of my content from that site. You can get to everything at lilithamberly.com. I just finished releasing the fourth short video around moon magic, which was all about setting intentions and manifestation. If you missed it, don't worry. All of the lessons are still available to the paid subscribers who received them um, over the last couple of weeks. So you can pick it up anytime. If you're a new subscriber, they're all there. You can go back, pick them up, start with any moon cycle. I want to talk for a minute about what a paid subscription means because it is a huge change from how I published courses in the past. So instead of paying for individual courses or lessons, you pay $8 a month for unlimited access to all of the content I produce and you can participate in community activities. And that's it, you never pay anything extra. I've been releasing content to paid subscribers about once a week or so, and there's a lot more to come. So I would love to have you join us. As a reminder to our current community members and anyone that would join in the next few days, please let me know as soon as possible if you would like to participate in the Winter Solstice Gift Exchange. I really want to get that wrapped up in the next few days. There's a thread in the community where you can just say, yes, I want to participate, or you can email me privately and let me know. My email is lilith at lilithamberly.com. Once I have those names finalized, I'll let you know who you are exchanging with. The only rules are that it is a witchy type gift, so not something that you would buy, you know, just for anyone, you know, the same old, same old. The cost stays under $20 and it is perfectly acceptable to make something and you ship it to arrive on or before the winter solstice. The second announcement that I want to make for community members is a gift giveaway that I have happening in November just for you. So this is a case of my mistake becomes someone else's gift. I absolutely love the yearly planner, Magic of Eye. It's an astrology-based planner and it is just a treasure trove of information. Well, I placed a pre-order several months ago forgot I placed it, ordered it again, and now I have an extra. If you've never seen this planner, go check it out on their website. These planners, they're gorgeous. And I want to send one as a thank you gift to one of our community members at the end of the month. If you're a community member, you don't need to do anything to enter. As long as you are either a monthly or yearly subscriber, your name is already in the pot. The last idea or thing that I want to talk about, so this is something that I've been playing around with. I'm not 100% sure that I will do this yet, but I am playing around with the idea of facilitating a virtual descent journey in December for community members. Before I commit to a date, I want to be sure that there are enough people interested because it is certainly an investment in my time and in yours as well. You know, winter is the perfect time to really begin to dig deep, reflect on where we've been, who we think we are, and rise up against selecting pieces of ourselves that we wish to carry forward. The journey will closely follow the descent of Anana. I'll send an email out about it and then we can go from there. Okay, so let's get to this new moon on Monday in Scorpio. The moon actually enters Scorpio on Saturday, so it's making a quick journey through this sign when the moon is at its darkest. So a lot of what I talk about today is affecting the energy of the weekend and into Monday when we actually hit the new moon. Later that day, so later Monday, the moon kind of continues on its way and moves over into Sagittarius. 
So we've talked about dark moons and new moons before, I believe in episode 23 and way back in episode four. So this energy around a dark moon, it's quiet, it's shadowy, and it's deep. It's a time to reflect, release, pause, and then typically, you know, we follow up with new beginnings. And today I'm going to talk more about the energy around this particular dark moon and how it might affect us. So now that we know some foundational information around new moons, I want to talk specifically about Scorpio. So Scorpio, the constellation, can be found between the constellations Libra and Sagittarius. Astrologically, it covers the period between October 23rd and November 21st. So what this means is that the sun is in the sign of Scorpio during those dates, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the sun is in that constellation. The zodiac signs were determined thousands of years ago by what constellation was behind the sun at any given time. But over the course of time, that shifts due to the Earth's precession. So precession in its simplest terms is that continuous wobble of the Earth's axis in a cycle. And this cycle lasts approximately 26,000 years. So that changes the view of the constellations and individual stars from Earth, you know, kind of on an ongoing but very, very slow basis. The stars aren't moving, we are. So the North Star that we know as Polaris hasn't always been the North Star and it won't always be. This is also responsible for the astrological age that we're in. The astrological age is determined by what sign the sun is in at the time of the spring equinox. Each age lasts between 2000 and about 2200 years. And right now we are transitioning from Pisces to Aquarius. Hence all the talk for the last few decades about the age of Aquarius. So to bring this back around to Scorpio, the sun is actually in the constellation Scorpius for a few days at the end of November. And much of that is related to that procession that we just talked about. And part of it is also related to the fact that the astrologers changed the constellations. We don't know exactly when it happened, but since at least around 200 CE, Scorpius has been as we know it today. However, at some point prior to that, Libra was actually part of Scorpius, with Libra's scales originally being the Scorpion's clause. Most astrologers still assign the dates of the signs to the much older dates, not the constellation that the sun is in right now in 2023, although there are many astrologers who do use the current placement. For me, and for now, I'm sticking with the traditional assignments. It's said in Greek mythology that the goddess Gaia called upon a scorpion to kill Orion after he threatened to destroy all life on the planet. After his death, Zeus placed him in the heavens as a constellation and placed Scorpion there as well. Now we know Scorpio as a water sign, which may seem odd because they're often associated with dry, warm climates, but a Scorpio can survive underwater for up to two days. And interestingly, you know, the moon changes sign about every two and a half days. And it's believed that today's scorpions evolved from giant sea scorpions that swam the ocean waters up until about 420 million years ago, when some of them emerged from the water and began living on land. 
Scorpio is a fixed water sign, meaning, you know, it's related to emotions. That's the water piece of it. And they run deep and they aren't easily movable. But look out when they are because Scorpio packs a powerful punch when it stings. There's definitely an element of fire in there. In fact, right in the heart of the constellation Scorpius is Antares, the brightest star in the constellation, and it takes on a red hue. Scorpio is associated with emotions, transformation, sex, and death, and in a very, very deep way. The moon isn't comfortable when it's in Scorpio because the moon likes stability. And now even though Scorpio's water is fixed, it's still water and it doesn't provide that stability and security that the moon is looking for. So having the moon here can be a difficult placement in an individual's chart and it can have many challenges for most of us when it transits Scorpio like it will over, you know, this upcoming weekend. You might expect to have some difficulties with the people closest to you because the moon rules over the fourth house, which is all about home and family. The instability that the moon is encountering in Scorpio is likely to have an effect on those areas in our life. In addition to the moon's transit, we also have to keep in mind what else is going on in Scorpio. So right now, along with the sun and the moon in Scorpio, we have Mars there. In fact, both the sun and the moon are in close conjunction with Mars right around the new moon. That means like they're in the same place in the sky or appear to be in the same place in the sky. Mars is fiery energy and it's actually very much at home in Scorpio because it plays right into that scorpion's fiery sting. Mars is also going through a long opposition to Uranus. Uranus is in the steady, slow, stable sign of Taurus right now. And so while Uranus is all about rebellion, right now in Taurus, this is more thought out. It's a more methodical plan to break out of the norm. But with Mars in play in Scorpio, we need to watch out for that sting, especially against those closest to you who you maybe feel might be holding you back in some way. So look out for sudden changes, resistance from others, increased feelings of restlessness and impatience. And this is enough that, you know, it may cause arguments and could be disruptive not only today or as we're going through this Scorpio moon, but in the longer term picture. So this might actually be a good time to pause before reacting and really be on the lookout for reactive or reckless behavior in yourself and others. Impulsive behavior makes us more prone to things like accidents. This is a time to pick your battles wisely. And if you're starting something new, maybe make it a solo project for now. In fact, when we think of new moons, we often think of, you know, the beginning of a new project. This is one of them where I might not do that. You know, I think there's probably a couple cases that it might be advantageous, but it might be just one that I kind of sit back and take in the energy that's there and maybe not start something new. So all of this pretty much may affect everyone, but there are certain signs that may be more intense and others maybe not so much. And we're going to look at our individual moon signs. So most people know their sun sign, but not as many know their moon sign. If you don't know your moon sign, you can just go online and create a natal chart. There are several free websites to do this. All you need to know is your date of birth, time of birth, and place of birth. If you don't know your time of birth, you might luck out and the moon was in the same sign all day. So the moon spends about two and a half days in each sign, 
And if you don't know the time, first put in like one minute after midnight. So 0001 in military time as the time you were born on the day you were born. And then put in 1159 p.m. or 2359 military time on the day you were born. And you might find that it's the same sign because the moon didn't change signs that day. If it did change signs, you might be able to narrow it down. You'll find out when it changed signs. And perhaps you have a general idea of the time of day you were born, like morning or evening. And you still might be able to figure it out that way. So let's start at the beginning of the zodiac with Aries. So Aries is a fire sign and it is ruled by Mars who just happens to be right at home over there in Scorpio right now. I have an Aries moon and I am going to use this time to kind of lay low and be mindful of situations that could be volatile, particularly people or situations that rattle my emotions by challenging things like my independence or autonomy. That's probably going to be an issue for me. So even though this moon is in a water sign, there is a lot of fire going on right now, and that fire may be triggered by those deep visceral emotions tied to self. Next, we have Taurus. So Taurus sits directly across the zodiac from Scorpio, and the moon feels really good here. If you have your moon in Taurus, you know, your comfort comes from the stability and the safety that that bull represents. You can feel really uncomfortable when the moon is deep in the waters of Scorpio. And even though Scorpio is a fixed sign, it's still water, you know, which isn't solid like Taurus is. Taurus is an earth sign. So when you get to feeling this way, you know, uncomfortable in your emotions, you are a person that you might turn to physical pleasure to cope. You know, that includes things like food and drink and with Scorpio involved and Venus ruling your sign, sexual pleasure as well. We also have Jupiter hanging out in Taurus right now and Jupiter is all about going big. So be on the lookout and be mindful of overindulgence. You could also see this transition shake up the foundations of your livelihood a bit. Next up is Gemini. Often we think of people with a Gemini moon or sun to be those deeply connected to information, communication, and what might be seen as a dual nature of things. However, right now, I want to focus on the deep loyalty that you have for other people, particularly those you are in closest relationship with. Your emotional comfort often comes from that connection. And right now, you need to be aware of that volatile energy that could really shake those relationships up a bit. At the more extreme end, you might have a tendency to be over-controlling. And if you are overly controlling or restrictive, you might expect that people suddenly react differently to that behavior, or you could be on the receiving end of Scorpio's sting. Moving on to Cancer the Crab. So much like the description of Gemini, with your moon in this placement, nourishment by and for others is important to you. It's less controlling though. This is where the moon is its strongest as the moon rules the sign and the fourth house in the zodiac cycle, which is all about house and home. So if your moon is here with the crab, you're likely to experience the shakeup and discord of relationships like everyone else. But this is likely to be felt much deeper for you because it's where your emotional center resides, even if it's sometimes hidden by your outer shell. You're often the person who retreats from confrontation because even though you could come out with your claws pinching, you fear being crushed in the battle. 
Lean into that fear. And while this isn't the time to face it head on, you may be able to help diffuse a situation instead of catalyzing it like so many of us might be tempted to do at this time. For those with a moon in Leo, your emotional stability comes from experiencing joy in life oftentimes. The lion fits perfectly here with its outward energy and the charisma fit for a king. But even the king of the beast has its weaknesses. For Leo sits in the sky as a reminder that we all eventually fall. When we look at the myth of the Nemean lion, and I'm not sure if it's Nemean or Nemean, so bear with me. This lion was larger than life. And this is in mythology. With a hide that was unable to penetrate it by swords, and it had claws that severed the armor of men. But in the end, Hercules took the lion down by strangling it. The lion holds a lot of fiery energy. And even though the moon is in a water sign, remember it still has a lot of potential fiery energy going on right now. So for the person with the moon or the sun in Leo, this might be a time to exercise some humility and not to be disillusioned into believing that we are invincible. Next, we have Virgo. If your moon is in Virgo, you're likely to find comfort in the consistency and organization when it comes to life, including like your everyday tasks and your health. You may want to prepare yourself for the unexpected over this transit, maybe a disruption to that routine that you really lean on. You may also find yourself being that steady rock that others need to lean on at this time. Next, we have my friends with their moon in Libra, and I am so sorry. I know you find comfort in balance and peace, not in conflict and disruptions. So hold on tight because things may get really uncomfortable for you these next few days. But remember, at one time, you were actually part of Scorpio. It's claws turning into the scales. So you have a way of understanding what's going on with all the Scorpio energy in a way that others may not. Use that knowing to help others get through the conflicts that may arise, which helps them, but ultimately helps you as well, because you'll be feeling a whole lot better when there's balance back in the force. Now, you might think if someone has their natal moon in Scorpio, that this might be an even more troubling time for them. I don't think so. And I say that because this is their life. They live some of this, it seems, every single day. They are more ready for it than the rest of us. You know, Mars has been hanging out in Scorpio for the last few weeks. So I'm thinking that this moon may not affect them as much as we might think it would. It's almost as if, you know, these are the people that were made for this stuff. Extreme doesn't tend to scare them. Moon in Sagittarius is up next. So if your moon is in Sag, you're most comfortable probably when you are looking for or out on a new adventure. You tend to be pretty positive. You usually see the good in a situation or person. And that's partly because that's been your life experience. You may have a hard time understanding people with what you might refer to as, you know, having a more jaded outlook on life. Because Jupiter rules Sagittarius, you may also be a little prone to taking those adventures to the extreme or failing to see the danger in a situation. So caution may be this prescription right now for you. Make sure you know what you're stepping into and what's going on around you. Capricorn. So someone with a Capricorn moon, you're generally at complete ease when you're in your boundaries and in your place of self-reliance. You feel good when you're accomplishing things. You know, checking off a task on your to-do list brings more pleasure to you than it might the rest of us. 
When the moon is being shaken up and we have all that fiery energy happening over in Scorpio, you kind of, you got this. You've set those parameters so strict that nothing is going to get in the way of doing whatever it is that you need to do. In fact, this might be the sign where you might want to harness some of that fiery energy to help you keep your nose to the grindstone and cross the finish line on some important projects you might have been working on. And that's while everyone else is caught up in the storm. You know, you can take this time to, you know, just be busy, knock it out, get it done. Aquarius. So the actual constellation Aquarius is somewhat difficult to find in the sky. And just like the separate nature of the constellation, your comfort is often felt in being a little separate. You're often seen as being a little separate. You oftentimes need your time to understand the process and the bigger picture. Emotions can be confusing for you at times, and they often don't seem to run deep. So with this moon plunging into that deep, fixed water of Scorpio, it may force you to dig a little deeper these days. You know, expect the unexpected impact of emotions to hit you. And then finally, we have moon in Pisces. So Pisces is one of the three water signs, and it is deeply connected to emotions, especially those of other people. When you think of an empath, the sign of Pisces is often right next to their name. This is the realm of the unseen, the imagination. It's very fluid. You know, it's a mutable sign. With the current moon plunging deep in Scorpio and the high conflict energy going on around you, you may want to take care to not take on too much of other people's energy. You do have a bit of a helping hand here right now because Saturn is in Pisces. And when Saturn's in Pisces, Pisces can often blur Saturn's boundaries, but you can kind of look at the flip side and Saturn might be able to provide a little bit of structure to this sign that's normally almost non-existent. So spend some time securing your emotional boundaries going into the weekend. So there you have it. We've taken a trip around the Zodiac, and I will see you on the other side of this Scorpio moon. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a rating on your favorite podcast platform and go to LilithAmberly.com for access to all of my resources and community.